Welcome to Under the Light Podcast with your host, Aaron Martinez. I want to thank you again for joining us today as we continue to dive in deeper in what God's Word says. Um, this podcast is made for you so we can encourage one another in our faith, but also keep spreading the gospel one episode at a time. We hope you enjoyed today's segment. And without further ado, this is episode two of Under the Light Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome back to Under the Light Podcast with your host, Aaron Martinez. Uh, again, thank you all for joining me today as we dive in deeper into what God's Word says. Um, but yeah, so today's segment is is going to be on, on the, the doctrine of sanctification and why it's so important for us as Christians uh, to understand what sanctification is and why it's it's needed in our life. Um, and so before I start, I want to st- um, start with the, with the word of prayer. So... Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, God, for um, for giving us life. And we just ask you, Father, to give us the wisdom and the discernment to as we uh, continue to st- uh, study what your word says. Um, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for everything. And just ask us, Lord, to use us for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so sanctification, um, I kind of got really interested in this um, in this certain uh, doctrine. Uh, a reason why is it's because... Um, before I was saved, like I said, I was self-deceived. I, I talked about this in my in the last episode a little bit, and so when I was in my old church, um, we we had we never actually talked about it whatsoever. Uh, we never actually talked about seeking holiness or, or any anything like that of, of the matter, right? And so, um, when I was you know before I was actually saved, when my dad was trying to tell me about sanctification, I uh, I, I really didn't care for it uh, back then. It wasn't something that I wanted to know about. I felt like, okay, that's all you know is Jesus Christ. Um, I said the sinner's prayer. And yeah, I'm good for the rest of my life. I can live the way I want because I have so-called faith, right? But um, it, it's funny to me. I, I look back at it now. I'm like, man, I was kind of dumb back then. Uh, I was very arrogant. But when I actually got saved, uh, my dad talked to me more and more about what sanctification is and the, and the need for holiness, right? And so he got me this book, um, The Hole in Our Holiness by Kevin DeYoung. Uh, man, it's a really, really great book. And it talks about the necessity of seeking holiness and the necessity of um, of living that Christian life, right? And so what we, what we must do as Christians, as people that want to know more and more who Christ is, is to seek on becoming um, more and more like Christ every day um, with our decisions and uh, with everything that we do, right? We should glorify God in everything. And so so this is the why, the reason why I, I wanted to study more and more on it because it's, it's funny. When you look at our old selves before we were actually saved, and man, you could, it's night and day, right? Uh, you don't want to do the things you wanted to do in the past, right? You you now want to live for God and o- obey His commandments, and you know spread the gospel. And you look back at your old life, and like I said, night and day, right? You can agree with me on that, right? And so when we study sanctification, we we need to understand it's a necessity for the Christian life. Now it's not a necessity for, necessity for um being saved. We are saved by faith alone in Christ alone. But I, I think Paul Washer said it really good. Yes, we are saved by faith alone, 
in Christ alone, but if your faith does not show repentance, then are you truly saved? Because repentance is the evidence of your sanctification. And repentance does uh, play a part in our sanctification, right? Uh, when we repent, and that word repent means to change our mind. To no longer want to do the things of the world, but now want to follow Christ. And so when, when, when I used to think of sanctification, I always, again, thought of it as a work. Now, okay, we don't have to work for our, for our salvation. And it's the quite opposite. There is joy behind being holy like God. Because the more and more we're holy... The more and more we are more like Christ, I don't know, it just brings about a certain peace in your own life. Uh, a peace, no, I'm not saying that your life's going to be all getting better, of course not. Um, and by better, I mean you're not going to get uh, things of the world. And by peace, I mean that like knowing that what you're doing is the will of it's God's will. And so, okay, so sanctification, it's, 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 it's uh, the word is defined in scriptures to be set apart or as sacred. Sanctity is holy. Uh, that's where the the root word sanctity comes from. It's from holiness. As we go through scripture, we are going to go into different verses on sanctification. And um, we are going to see the whole point of sanctification and why we as Christians should seek holiness. So sanctification isn't only mentioned in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament as well. It's first used when creation began. Um, and we can see it in the creation of the world. Um, Genesis 2, 3. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. He made it, so as we said earlier, the, the word sanctification to be set apart. And as God rested on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, he set the Sabbath apart for it to be holy. We then see it in Leviticus, uh, Le Leviticus eleven forty four to 45. For I am the Lord your God, consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am holy. And you shall not make yourself unclean with any of the swarming things that swarm on the earth. On the earth, and then you see it. You know, for I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. Thus you shall be holy, for I am holy. And so, when when usually when you see um, uh, two uh, scripture and you see the the uh, how do you say it, two verses uh, basically say basically saying the same thing. Um, it's kind of, I forget what the word is. I'll look it up real quick. But it means that uh, it's very important. And the author is truly, truly trying to, like, push this agenda on you and make that point out to you. Um, and so when we look at these two verses, we have to understand that God really, really likes holiness, right? Um, and so we see in Leviticus 19, two, speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And last uh, episode, we talked about what a God being holy meant for us, right? And we looked at being mean, no sin, and morally excellent. And then we see in Leviticus twenty twenty six, right? And so in Leviticus twenty twenty six, thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the peoples, from the peoples to be mine. Do you see where he says he set us apart to be holy like him? And then we look at Deuteronomy 23, 14. Since the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and defeat your enemies before you, therefore your camp must be holy, and he must not see anything indecent among you, or he will turn away from you. Leviticus 21, 8. You shall consecrate him, and therefore, for he offers the fruit of your God, he shall be holy to you. For I, the Lord, who sanctifies you, am holy. And so we look more and more in sanctification, and we want to know how does it really work, right? 
um, so how does how sanctification work? Do I do it? Does God do it? And uh, before I go more deeper into that, uh, I just want to make make it pretty obvious that God wants us to be holy. I guess we can look at those verses, right, and just say, yeah, we get the point, God. You want us to be holy, right? So God tells the entire nation of Israel to maintain being sanctified. Um, the New Testament reflects the idea reflects the idea of being holy through our faith in Christ Jesus. Now, before we get any further, there's there is a difference between justification and sanctification, right? So justification, if you don't know what that means, um, it means that we are now justified in the eyes of God through his son's work on the cross. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Romans 3, 23-24. So justification is a legal standing. It happens once for a lifetime. It's entirely God's work and it's perfect in this life and the same in all Christians. Okay. So we're now legally perfect in the eyes of God. Um, this We're saved only once in this lifetime, and it lasts for, a, for our whole lives. Um, it's entirely God's work. We can't contribute nothing for our, to our salvation. And I previously talked about this in my last episode, that the only thing we con- cont- contribute in our salvation is our sin. <laughs> really, we, we are sinners in the eyes of a holy God. And so when whenever we talk about sanctification... Um, it's really it's mentioned in the New Testament and the Old Testament, right? And so sanctification is the ongoing act of a gradual purification from sin and progressive spiritual growth that should mark the life of a believer. The internal con- it's an internal condition, continuous throughout life. We cooperate. We're not perfect in this life. It is greater in some than others. And yeah, so that's what it really is, right? It's the internal condition. And so it's how the Spirit is working through you and how you're... you're the, let me let me rephrase that again. It's how the spirit works through you and what you do on the outside that shows it. Jesus, that kind of makes sense in a way. Um, it's continues throughout our life, and so the more and more we grow into faith, into more the more and more we grow in our faith, the more and grow, more and more we grow into holiness, and the more and more we um, grow in the likeness of who Christ is. Right. So again, we're not perfect in this life. Sanctification is not meaning that we're going to be perfect, perfect, perfect in every situation. Um, and we, I like the way Paul Washer said this. Um, it says, I've sinned this very morning enough for God to damn me to hell. Okay. And I'm just letting you know, we all sin and sanctification is the gradual purification from sin. And so it's, it's a progressive thing. And so it's not, your sin is not going to go away in, in a day. We're all going to fa- fail. And that's why we're justified through Christ. And so as we dive in deeper and deeper to a sanctification, these are the two questions. I want one question I want to ask you. What is the importance of sanctification? And again, it is the evidence of our salvation, but also true Christians seek holiness. We see as new creations in Christ, we want to seek holiness and no longer want to sin and live for God. We see, we see this in 1 John 3, 9 through 10. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this is the evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. We also see this in Romans six eleven. So you must not consider yourselves dead. To, so you must. You also must consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let it not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, to make you obey its passions. Okay, so um, again, sanctification sanctification is not only a one time thing. It's an, it, it increases throughout our life. Um, Romans 6, uh, 17 through 19. But thanks be to God 
that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin. Okay, it's meaning we're set free from sin. We are no longer slaves to it. We want to, we're now free to now no longer choose sin. We want to uh, worship God, right? And so we now have become slaves of righteousness. (laughs) I I always see this picture in my head. um, Someone being freed of slavery and some other person comes right behind him and just put some handcuffs on him. And okay, now you're a slave of righteousness. But I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. Um, I believe the word sanctification is not spoken a lot in church because well, let's be honest, man, we're, we're all too comfortable. Um, and I'm not saying that biblical churches don't speak about this. No, I've heard, I've heard it in a lot of biblical churches, but I'm talking about those churches that, um, let's just say, <laughs> uh, they rather feel comfortable in the way that they're preaching. It's motivational type speaking. It's just me, me, me. How can I get what, how can I improve my life through this verse and so whatsoever? Um, and we don't talk about seeking holiness. We, we really don't. We talk about, uh, for instance, how to make <laughs> uh, lemonade from lemons or something like that, you know. Um, and yeah, seeking holiness, it's it's something it's something beautiful, but it's a hard work. It really is. It's something where you're going to have to deny yourself of, of deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow Christ. No longer want to do the things of this world, but now I want to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Um, and so whenever I speak on sanctification, especially in my old church, uh, it never, um, it never quite ended well. Um, I always try to encourage people to be holy like God is holy. And I, as well, it's hard. And that's the point of a church to encourage one another to, um, help those that, you know, that are lacking faith and help them build them up. And so that's what I was doing. Right. And so it wasn't seen as, um, I was, I was called a Pharisee. I think that was one of the words I was I was called was a Pharisee, um, and so I love them. They're still I really do love them. But like I said, went to I'm going to a difficult different church now. And but I'm talking about this the word sanctification because it's it's necessary. It's really necessary in our lives in order for us to be more and more like Christ. But it also helps us um, that this is God's will for us. This is what God wants us to do. And so as we dive in deeper and deeper, what that means, I just want you to just remind yourself of this, that God wants us to be holy. Um, we see this again in uh, in Romans 12, 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that the, by the testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good, acceptable, and perfect? Um, I think Kevin DeYoung says it's really, really, really good. The will of God for your life is pretty straightforward. Be holy like Jesus by the power of the Spirit for the glory of God. And so being a living sacrifice, right? And we see that in Romans 12, 1 through 2. It means, the meaning that is to be, um, be the proof, um, be the, um, how do you say it? It's meaning that to be proof that God has truly changed you from using, to, from used to loving your sins and now hating them. We now come from hating God and now glorifying Him in everything we do. Uh, the word acceptable comes from the Greek word victos, uh, which also means to be well-pleasing. God wants us to be holy because it pleases Him. It pleases us that we're now 
seeking after holiness and seeking after who God is and by our actions. Uh, that's why Paul, um, it, it says his best in the New Testament to glorify God and in, um, in everything that we do, whether we eat or drink. You know, and so James one twenty two says, uh, uh, not to only be hearers of the word, but doers. First Peter one fifteen uh, means be holy yourselves in all conduct, not just in your uh, worship at church, not just your uh, your your Sunday best, but in everything that we do, whether we work, whether we um, you know, whenever we're talking to people, whenever we're evangelizing, be holy yourselves in all conduct, in all conduct. Um, our lives need to be pleasing to God in every shape and form in our lives. And this is how we truly worship God, by loving his laws and by keeping them. And yes, we will fail, for scripture says we will fail, for we all sin every day. John 1, eight says it clearly. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Our sanctification will not be truly complete of sin uh, until we are with the Lord. You know, and, and it's something that we want. Uh, this world is a fallen world, and we are not going to be perfect. We are not. It's, it's plain and simple. We are going to fail, and we are going to fall and fall and fall. But does that mean that, we're, okay, well, since I fall and fall and fall, I'm going to let it be like that? No. We strive, and we strive to be like Christ, you know? It's not possible in this life whatsoever, but it is possible to to obey his commandments. It is possible to love his commandments. It is possible to be whole, uh, to be um to grow more and to grow in the likeness of who he is. Um again, we, our sanctification will not be complete in this life. We truly won't be free of sin until we are with the Lord. Hebrews 12:23. Uh now one thing I will say is that sanctification is not only God working, but we cooperate in our sanctification as well. Um and so we see that in 1 Thessalonians 5:23. Now may the God of peace uh, himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so one of God's role of, of sanctification is him um, disciplining us, right? In Hebrews 20, uh, 12, um, 5 through 11, it says this, And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. Nor be weary when reproved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every one, every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. Uh, God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? And if you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you have illegitimate. Then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not? Shall we? Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they, for they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But He disciplined us for good, that we may share His holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And so God disciplines his children. Um, and a lot of people, yeah, we, we, we know that, right? But we hate it when that happens, right? <laughs> and so I just, again, want to encourage you all to push through um, those times of where, yes, God is, is disciplining you. But understand this, is doing it because he loves you. Um, and so I just want to get encourage you by that. And in Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. We have to understand this, that our holiness is not for us, but is our internal spiritual worship for God. Um, 
It is what we as Christians should strive for. And so that's how God works. Uh, that's his role in our sanctification, to discipline us, um, to show us the right way through his word. And so in First Peter 2.21, for, uh, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. So because Christ has suffered for us, we are now grateful for that sacrifice he did for us. We now want to live for him in everything we do. Again, sanctification is a beautiful, joyful thing that we should all strive for. And it's awesome. It's, it, really, it really is great. Because the more and more we grow in our holiness, the more and more we look like Christ. And the more and more we look like Christ, um, not, I'm not trying to say the better our lives will be, but the better our understanding of who God is, in a way. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, but specifically, it's God, the Holy Spirit, that works within us. And we see this in Paul. Uh, and we see this in, in Paul. And Paul speaks of sanctification of the Spirit in 2 Thessalonians 2.13. It is the Spirit that produces fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22-23. And we should walk by the Spirit by the spirit and be led by the spirit the holy spirit is the spirit of holiness that produces holiness within us our job in sanctification is simple and that is to yield to god's will in every shape and form and to continue to glorify him in everything we do it says be slaves of righteousness be conquerors of your sin for you were bought with a price so live out your salvation with fear and trembling i'm, I'm not i'm not saying um to be um yeah we should fear the god we should we of course um that's plain simple. Fear the Lord, but also do it. Um, when he says live out your salvation, he's not saying uh, work out your salvation or work it out and, um, you know, pay it off, right? Live out your salvation. Be the proof. Be the living sacrifice that God truly did die for you. And so the more we grow in likeness to Christ, the more we experience the joy and peace that are the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? And that is the beautiful thing. Um, and that's a beautiful thing to say is that we want to be like the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And how more and more we grow in sanctification, the more and more we are conformed to the image of Christ. Um, I keep repeating this because it's so important because we want to aim for holiness. We want to be like Christ. I think that is one thing as Christians we should strive to do. Uh, not to live good lives, not to live great lives, not to live um, like the world, but to live like Christ. Um and so Romans fourteen seventeen for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of the righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we used to we're now in this earth, in this world, we're fed by by be eating and drinking. But there is joy and peace behind righteousness, which is only obtained through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus Christ's work on the cross. And I like to end this segment. Um, and it's a little short segment this one this week. Uh, again, my my schedule was kind of whack, but Charles Spurgeon says this: sanctification grows out in faith in Jesus Christ. Remember, holiness is a flower, not a root. It is not sanctification that saves, but salvation that sanctifies. I'm gonna finish with the gospel. Uh, I think that's what us as as me I want to do is finish with the gospel. You can live out your whole life. Um, obeying God's laws. You can live out your whole life trying to do good in this world. You can live out your whole life seeking holiness. But the thing is, that is not going to save you. The only thing that will save you is faith in Christ Jesus. You see, we are sinned against a holy and just God, and we God can't stand that. You must be punished because of your wicked deeds. And you can say, well, look, I've done this. I've, I've, I've helped people in the past. 
it doesn't matter. It's like saying, it's like um, a bank robber saying, judge, I may have shot the guard, robbed the bank, but you know what? I did uh, walk that old lady across the street. I did donate food to the food bank. The judge is going to be like, man, you're so right. You're a good person. No, you're, you're punished for what you have done. But God, 2,000 years ago, uh, sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God is calling you to repent and trust in the work of his son. He lived a perfect, sinless life. And so when he died on the cross, his righteousness, his perfect living life was imputed on us, on those who believe and repent. And I'm not saying faith, we're saved by faith alone, but repentance is the evidence of your salvation. And living your life is also the evidence of your salvation, sanctification. That's the whole point of this segment. I, I want to encourage y'all uh, to keep following who God is, keep trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember back then where, yes, I I said I had faith, but faith without works is dead faith. And so, I, again, whenever I wasn't saved, I never um, looked for holiness. I never thought of being holy. But when I was truly, truly saved, I was so grateful for God for saving a wretched sinner like me that I wanted I really wanted to live for him and everything that I do, whether I eat or drink, is for God's glory. I I love God too much to disappoint him, and yet every day I do. Every day I trip and fall, but that is why the cross is there. I am justified in the eyes of God. Now, I'm not saying to go out and live your life like you like you don't care of, of the holiness of God. Because if you do that, then you truly aren't a true Christian. What I'm saying is, is that growing in holiness does not mean you're going to be perfect in this life. It means that you're aiming to be like Christ in every single thing that you do. And God wants you to do that. He wants you to be like His Son. Live out your salvation in fear and trembling. Fear the Lord. I fear Him. Love the God. Love the Lord your God that gave you life even when you were dead in your transgressions. Believe in this finishing work of the Son's cross. And so that's why I I really love the, the doctrine of sanctification because it points not only to yourself, but it points to Christ and His life. And that's why there's so much joy of wanting to be like Him. Because we can, I think everyone can understand that the, the turning point, I like to say, the turning point of our lives is when we, um, and when, is when we are saved when we are truly saved and now our lives is nothing but to be joyful in what God has done and to live it out and to spread his word throughout all the nations, making disciples um, and, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's great joy in that. I remember, um, again, whenever I was deceived that I used to go out drinking, I used to go out doing everything that was against God's um, I was getting drunk on the weekends. I was partying. I was doing drugs. I was not a good person. I really wasn't. And I deceived myself for so long. And I was so angry with myself when I truly heard the gospel. Because why didn't I get this sooner? Why didn't I understand what the true meaning is of being a true Christian is and seeking out that holiness? Why didn't I examine myself? And so I want to encourage y'all to... um. To keep on seeking holiness. 
stop stop looking um stop looking to the world of how your life should be look to god and ask him what is your will for me read his word follow in his footsteps love your neighbor as you love yourself spread the gospel tell others the truth i thank god every single day that he saved a wretch like me and i am so thankful for that and i want to worship him in everything that i do so that's why i live out my life trying to seek out the holiness of who he is and trying to live my life so that it's well pleasing in the eyes of a god of my god i thank you guys for joining me today and again this podcast is for y'all and if y'all have any prayer requests I would really, really like to talk to you. Uh, to talk to y'all. Um, uh, my Instagram is uh, reform dot and dot transform. Um, I'll put it in the link in the description of the podcast. I just want to let y'all know. Keep on with the faith. Keep looking to God in everything that you do. You will fall, but remember, you're justified in the eyes of God. And God wants you to keep on turning to Him. Repent every day and live like Christ. And so, again, I thank you all for joining me today and just want to give a big shout out to everyone listening and supporting me. Um, Subscribe to the podcast. I am on Spotify and Anchor. Again, I love you guys for checking me out, for checking (laughs) checking me out. I mean, checking us out. Um, And so, yeah, I really do appreciate everything y'all do. Um, Again, if you have any prayer requests, feel free to give me a message on Anchor on the voice message icon. Um, But yeah. Uh, peace and love to all y'all and yeah i love you guys and may the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all thank you guys and i'll talk to y'all later hope to see y'all next week